1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. we still got a couple of hours until we're done for the weekend. You can just uh, kind of lock and load with us as we roll till 3 o'clock. Uh, Seth Gruen has been on this program, but in the past, he likes coming on with us for the life of us. We don't know why, but we appreciate it. He's on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Seth, good afternoon, buddy. How are you guys? We're doing great. Bleacher Report, Major League Baseball, and we'll do some Big Ten conversation with Seth as well. Uh, Let's start with baseball. Baseball had a great week with star-studded performances, Seth, and yet it didn't get a lot of national play. Help me out with that. A guy hits four dingers. Another guy hits his 600th home run. Another guy throws a no-hitter, and yet it... It's like the fourth story on the national sportscast. Why is that?
2: Yeah, well, I think that it has to do with the fact that the NBA finals are going on right now. And regardless of the fact that this has been a terrible NBA season, uh, you know, national news outlets are going to levy most of the attention toward that. I think ESPN is a rights holder for those finals. So obviously... Um, they're going to lead with that under all circumstances. They're going to play up the NBA. So I think it's just uh, a matter of timing and where we are in the calendar. And and had that been in July, sure. Um, This would be all over the place.
3: Well, uh, quite the week. So many fun stories. Scooter Jeanette with the four homers. David Price uh, hollering at the media. Let's go to that one. Uh, Struggles in a start against the Yankees. Uh, Big contract that doesn't work out. Last time we saw a monster contract like that with the Red Sox. Well, they've had a few throughout the years. Carl Crawford, Panda. Big contracts in the Red Sox haven't worked out very well. How bad does this look for David Price with the struggles he's going through? And how big of a concern is that health still as he's worked his way back?
2: Well, I think whenever you look at big contracts with pitchers, people always feel, you know, know, the worst is Barry Zito. I think that's what people always think. But David Price has the opportunity to um, write, you know, what has gone wrong over the past year and a half. Certainly they paid him to be the ace of that staff. The fact that they brought in Chris Sale doesn't necessarily mean they don't believe that David Rice can and will be that player. It just means that they're trying to bolster their rotation or the front end of their rotation. But obviously I think, that uh, if David Price is able to regain the form that, that earned him that $210 million contract, you're certainly talking about a team with uh, arguably the best one-two starting punch in baseball.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's Let's kind of stay with that right now when you talk about pitching. What are you seeing out of pitchers so far? We knew Kershaw was going to be terrific, and he has been so far. Uh, you just mentioned Sale. Who else has just uh, been so dominant so far through the season for you?
2: Sure. Uh, well, I think Dallas Pico probably is your AL Cy Young Award winner through the first couple of months of the season, and I think that's important and a big reason why the Astros have been able to get off to the great start that they've gotten off to. Um, I, I think that um, you know he, he's probably, in my mind, the guy who's had the best season so far when you look at the ERA and the whip. Last time I checked, I believe his whip was point eight seven, but I haven't checked it at his most as start. I have not checked it since his most recent start, but I can tell you that he's just thrown a lot more strikes this year than he was before. So um, he'd be my guy in terms of that question. Um, you know, yeah, Kershaw's there, Scherzer's there. Santana for the Twins is there, though I will warn that I think his uh, early statistical dominance is is a little misleading because he uh, has the lowest average among he has the lowest batting average against for balls in play, and that indicates that uh, he's been somewhat lucky. So uh, we'll see if if that luck runs out and and if his if if his dominance is able to continue maybe despite not getting some of the luck that uh, has helped him, you know, put up some of the best numbers of any pitcher uh, so far this season.
3: Well, uh, a story continues to brew over with the Cubs as they get ready for their game coming up here. In uh, just about 15 minutes, they'll have the first pitch against the Rockies today. But Addison Russell, uh, a story that details still at times a little bit murky. Tell us what you know, Seth, and, and the way that the Cubs have treated this uh, telling Addison Russell to have a little bit of time away. He's back. A couple of softball questions were tossed out there the first time he met with the media, but uh, just an overview of what's happening with Addison Russell.
2: Well, the overview is that it's not good. Um, and I'll, I'll look, I'll recycle the same line that I use uh, under all these circumstances, whether uh, I was discussing, you know, on, a, on my podcast, the Michigan State football scandal or the Uraldis-Chapman situation, or or any circumstance that involves domestic violence and sexual abuse, it's that once these allegations are um, spoken about publicly, it becomes a tragedy. Because one of two things happens. Either they're true and someone was victimized, or they're not true and the accused is victimized. Because for Addison Russell, this is obviously very damaging to his reputation, and quite possibly his career. Uh, And I always think of two circumstances uh, when these accusations are made. O.J. Simpson, which is a a circumstance in which it wasn't dealt with and and led to, at least in my opinion, uh, based on the fact, someone's death. Now, obviously, he was acquitted, so it's only alleged. And the other is Duke LaCrosse, a circumstance in which a bunch bunch of innocent guys were accused of a similar kind of heinous crime to that which uh, Addison Russell is accused of now I know Addison Russell is not accused of any sexual assault but nonetheless it has the same sort of public backlash i think where the Addison Russell situation becomes uncomfortable and that's similar to that of Ray Rice now we don't have a video of Addison Russell but the imagery of him allegedly hitting his wife in front of his children doesn't sit well with people. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, in fairness to both parties, we need to find out more information. We need to know more, and it needs to be done expediently. Uh, and as unfair as this may be to Addison Russell, I'll offer this. There have been no police reports filed, and no, there's no evidence of this other than w- what amounts to hearsay so far. So, I think anybody advising Addison Russell would tell him to deny it whether or not he did it because there's really no way to prove with hundred percent certainty it occurred. but you know i, I hope uh, I hope for the sake of of Addison and his family it 's not true, but we really need to learn more and and um, we 'll see how this plays out.
1: Is it social media now which blows everything out of proportion so quickly
2: well, i don 't think an issue like this can ever be blown. Out of proportion, I think social media obviously gives us uh, more of an, an envoy into the private lives of players. I think it allows people a forum to speak out. Had it not been for social media, this may or may or may not have happened you now if we 're talking twenty five thirty years ago, maybe the friend goes and, and, and speaks to the Chicago Sun Times or the Chicago Tribune and speaks out that way. I think in these circumstances, whenever someone is looking to speak out. Um, there uh, there have always been vehicles through which to do so. I just think that uh, social media, there's no real editorial process, so it becomes easier for for mm-hmm. these types of things to become public.
3: On to the field, and it's an uh, uncomfortable conversation when you're talking about you know, abuse in this kind of case, but it's conversation, I think, that is always important. Uh, you don't want to be uh, the sports guys that are just looking past things like that, and we appreciate you uh, chiming in with that, Seth. To the field, we try to make the transition, though it's not always easy. Uh, starting with Kyle Hendricks, to the DL, velocity down he is never a hard thrower uh, throughout this season. A blip on the radar or concerns with Hendricks in your mind?
2: In terms of him go- his going on the DL yeah, or the decrease yeah. in velocity? Uh, look I think uh every pitcher at some point spends time on the disabled list unless you're some sort of superhuman you've some sort of superhuman arm like Madison Bumgarner did. I mean the, the guy has never been on the DL as a result of an on-field injury. Uh the most recent DL stint was because of of an ATV accident. So I think this is expected um as just part of the evolution of a of pitcher's career, uh, as far as the velocity and the decrease in velocity, I'm far less concerned about it with Kyle Hendricks than I am with Jake Arrieta. Because, as you said, Kyle Hendricks is more in the mold of a Greg Maddox type. He thinks the game, he locates his fastball, and as long as he can throw it in the you know eighty-seven, eighty-eight mile per hour range, I think he's going to be fine. So, uh, not nearly as much concern. In the category of lost velocity, velocity with with Hendricks as with
1: Arietta. Um, believe it or not, there are still Royals fans uh, in this area. Who and, knew? And I, <laughs> especially since they've been off to such a horrible start, but they're not in last place anymore in the Central. And when you look at that in the Central, I mean, you would have to think that with the Twins leading, Cleveland and Detroit will eventually get it going. Can the Royals get it going, or is this going to be about what we're seeing right now most of the season for KC?
2: I think this is going to be about what we're seeing. I think most around baseball felt like the Royals window had closed or was closing, that we were either going to see this this year or the following season. So I, I think almost if you're a Kansas City Royals fan, the sooner the better, because then you can hit that reboot button. This isn't the type of organization that, has the resources financially to be able to do, let's say what the Cubs did or what the Yankees are doing, Um, or even to an extent what the Brewers are doing. They just don't have the money to go out and spend, especially um, in the foreign market. So uh, they're going to kind of have to uh, rebuild the thing the old fashioned way by drafting well and, and developing those players. So, I think you'll see with Kansas City those three- and four-year pockets of competitiveness. I believe in their front office, but I think it's really, really hard to sustain it if you're you're Kansas City for a decade just because of, of where they sit financially.
3: Well, from uh, another local, let's keep making the loop around. We go from Chicago to Kansas City, next St. Louis, and it is not looking good. A terrible start a great middle and now a terrible end of things at this point by the third of the way through the season. This Cardinals team still looks incredibly flawed. Is it time to uh, say something that we haven't said a whole lot throughout the last 15 years in St. Louis? Is it time for a rebuild?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not ready to say that quite yet, simply because this organization has always found a way to be competitive. Um, They've always seemed to have something in the cupboard. Um, whether it's you know, a guy like a Steven Piscotty um, or, or any other number of players who maybe you hadn't heard about because they were taken lower in the first round or, or even in the second, third, and middle rounds uh, of the draft. Uh, I'm not ready to say that. I think that Dexter Fowler has obviously underperformed, and, and they were really banking on him being the guy at the top of the order who, can, who could sort of return them to playing that Cardinal way of baseball. Last year, they were heavily reliant on the home run, and, and this is an organization that's been able to manufacture runs over the last 15 years, probably better than anyone in baseball. Um, uh, can they turn it around? Sure. Do I still probably see them as the primary threat to the Cubs in the NL Central long-term? Yeah. Uh, do I believe that they could still make a wild card? Absolutely. But but it's like you said, Trent, it's been kind of an up-and-down season this year, and I think it's mirrored in some ways uh, that of the Astros last year, and that They just couldn't seem to get it going and sustain some semblance of winning. So they're going to have to figure out a way to turn it around. But, look, it's still early. Um, At present, they're uh, still within contact of the division, so I wouldn't count them out just yet.
1: Are the Colorado Rockies for real? I mean, they've won five in a row. They're in first place in the West. Uh, I mean, they beat the Cubs last night in Chicago. Is this are you are you sold on them, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to for the rest of the season.
2: Well, I, I if I could answer it a different way. I okay. think that everybody sort of expected the Padres to be terrible and, and sort of to be in the basement of that division. That's played out. Other than that, it has obviously flip flopped, right? We we thought that the Dodgers and the Giants would be competitive at the top. I, I, I don't know that this is the Giants' year. They've just had too much that has gone wrong, um, whether it's it's Melanson or the DL, Bumgarner or the DL, things of that nature. I, I'm not necessarily sold on the Dodgers playing this poorly. I think they're entirely too talented, and I still expect them to ultimately win the division. That said, do I think that the Rockies are going to sustain this level of play and be that primary threat to the Dodgers? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my answer to the question is, yeah, I think the Dodgers are for real, but I don't – excuse me, I think the Rockies are for real, but I don't believe that the Dodgers are going to continue to sort of, uh, you know, lag in the division, I should say. I mean, look, those top three teams are all winning right now. So um, I just expect the Dodgers ultimately to be the class of the division just because they have more talent.
3: Yeah, it, it seems yeah. that way, but, you know, we're kind of waiting, 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 and, well, we're waiting. Colorado just keeps winning games. We're talking right now with Seth Gruen. You can find his work all kinds of places, including Bleacher Report on Major League Baseball. Seth also does a lot with uh, – with college football, college basketball, and the Big Ten, including his unfiltered podcast, part of the Sporto. Uh, Seth, let's go to the Big Ten, and the news that comes out today, Chris Holtman, formerly a butler, now the new basketball coach at Ohio State. You fire Thad Mata to bring in Chris Holtman. I uh, certainly wouldn't give this a high-grade. Your reaction, as you uh, hear it today?
2: My reaction to the Holtman hire is that Sounds like he was fifth or sixth on their list. Mm -hmm. I mean, you heard Fred Hoiberg essentially turned it down. They went out and interviewed Mike Brown, I believe, in Cleveland, who is a Columbus native but hadn't recruited in 25 years. They went out and offered it to McDermott, who seemingly stayed um and i'm sure that there were a couple other candidates who were higher on that list i think ohio state basketball needs to take good good hard look in the mirror it's it's fans and athletic department and really decide what 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 it is i think that it was a little bit of fool's gold that they've been able to have some success look that Mata's most successful season was with three one and done and i think that's a little bit of fool's gold i don't think that they can consistently recruit that caliber of player, because that caliber of player is going to go to North Carolina, a Duke, Kentucky, etc. I, I think that they need to win with the three and four-year players, so quite possibly by default, the Holt, Holtman hire could actually work out, but I think it was mishandled. I, I still haven't figured out why all of a sudden, at this point in the year, they decided to sort of part ways. Uh, I think that Sad Mata went astray when he continued to try to go for the, uh, the best of the best in recruiting. Mm-hmm. He swung and missed. And when, you're, when you do that, when you choose to go, go for those types of players, you better be able to fall back and get the players who are in-state in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, and he wasn't able to do that. So um, I think that this program needs to reboot a little bit philosophically. I think it's, it's certainly a team that could contend for Sweet 16s, or I, I should say a program, Um, But I think they need to concentrate on landing those top guys in the state of Ohio and then sort of secondarily maybe go after, you know, one or two big recruits. But I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to be competitive in those recruiting battles.
1: From that standpoint, just because of Holtman coming in and being apparently way down on the list, why does it appear then that Columbus is excited? Just because they got a new coach, that's it?
2: Yeah, I think that any time you hire a new coach, there's excitement. I, I've never met a fan base that was wildly disappointed at a new coaching hour because usually it represents hope. Oftentimes when coaching changes are made, I would say probably when you think about it, 85% of the time maybe, at, 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 in, in high major college sports, when coaching changes are made, there's uh, you know there's been some losing, there's been some underwhelming performance. So you know this represents to the fan base like any hire after any firing, the possibility that they could return to the level that they expect to be playing at. So I can understand the excitement from that standpoint, but hey hey, I, I mean. I think this was largely mishandled, and, and we can go into that another day. But here again, um, you know, you look at the way, for example, Illinois handled its firing and then hiring firing of John Gross and then hiring of Brad Underwood. It acted quickly, and I think that's the name of the game in college sports. You can't let a decision like this linger in the June. Uh, Peach Jams next month on the precipice uh, of an important time in recruiting, and now. Chris Holtman is kind of uh, starting late in the game.
3: He is behind the eight ball, and he is going to have to uh, certainly change the kind of players that he'll be targeting at Ohio State and uh, taking over a legend there in Thad Mata. Just 49. Thad, if he can get that back situation figured out, he's got problems with the feet because of that. Do you see him coaching again? I
2: wouldn't rule it out. Um, I think that some programs are going to shy away from him simply because... He's become this unbelievable victim of negative recruiting. I mean, there are stories that other coaches would tell players that he was about to die. You know, his health, and and not necessarily his actual health problems, but sort of the story of, of how bad they were, this, this fantasy of how bad they were, really hurt him in recruiting. Um, opposing coaches were almost able to create A fictional reality uh, which is kind of an oxymoron but uh, the reality is that uh i think his health was believed to be a lot worse than it actually was And look he he had several health problems that uh, he needs to address but um if if he is able to address them and and maybe get rid of that that shoe that he has to wear and and maybe not to the press conferences and maybe improve the optics of the whole situation Mm -hmm. you won't be as hurt by that that kind of uh negative press and, and negative recruiting, and then, then maybe he can scoop up another job. I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Seth Gruen is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. We're talking Major League Baseball and Big Ten. Where is the Big Ten in the pantheon of college basketball this coming season? In your estimation, will they be at the top? near the top, in the middle, where would, where would with what you see right now, what would you say?
2: Well, I can tell you that it's going to be vastly improved from a year ago. Okay. Typically, the Big Ten is either one or two. Now, I don't think the ACC can be nearly as good as it was last year. Um, so that kind of brings them down a notch. And and the Big Ten's obviously going to be better, and I think with the return of Miles Bridges, the Big Ten has a National championship contender in Michigan State. So it's entirely possible that the Big Ten could be, you know, t- the tops. It could be the, the best college basketball conference in the country next year. I think when you look on a team by team basis to do it quickly, okay, Michigan t- State should take a step forward. Northwestern should take a step forward. You think Wisconsin, though, might take a step back. Indiana, you know, let's give Archie Miller the benefit of the doubt and say even with the players in tow, he'll be able to get that team in the tournament. They'll take a step forward. Illinois should take a step forward. Um, You know, so I think when you look up and down the list of teams, Michigan should be better. You know, most of them will probably be improved, and a lot of that is because of guys they have coming back. But, you know, the ACC is always a threat. But I I expect the Big Ten to be there, one or two.
3: Good stuff, Seth. Hey, we're out of time for today. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the baseball over the weekend and uh, maybe another week where we get some Big Ten news. You never know here during the summertime.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. See you. Take it easy, man. There you go. Seth Groon, Bleacher Report on the Draft House 50 hotline. Did you notice something there? What's that? Remember how we we discuss out of sight, out of mind sometimes on national guys? Mm -hmm. Never mentioned Iowa. And everybody thinks, well, look at all the guys that they got coming back. They're yep. going to be sophomores. The two big guys coming in, they're going to be right there. Nobody is on that bandwagon yet. It's, it is interesting. It is. And, you know, sometimes
3: we're too close to the situation. Yep. Sometimes, though, there are times where Iowa and Iowa sport, regardless of sport, mm-hmm. are overlooked. Mm-hmm. We're flyover country. Yeah. We're not the biggest programs. Iowa State, even with all this success, when you talk Big 12 basketball. Still overlooked. Still overlooked. Yeah. Iowa, with the success that they've had, football, basketball, still overlooked. Mm-hmm. And and that's a part of it, too. I still think. I, I look at this roster. I look what Fran McCaffrey has done over the last five years and say, in a Big Ten that's going to be good, he's at least going to be 500. And that should be good enough to get to the NCAA You would tournament. think so, yes. They're not going to have a non-conference like they did last year when they lost the games like they did to Memphis, to Nebraska, Omaha. The likelihood of that happening again, well, remember what happened. They also had an injury to Tyler Cook. Mm -hmm. Injuries aside, they're more than likely not going to have those kind of ugly losses. They're going to be good enough to be right around five hundred. I think, an NCAA tournament team. But you're right. People forget about them. They forget. They forget about them. And maybe it's because... It's difficult to envision them. You know, when you talk about, well, obviously, Michigan State. Yes. When you talk about the programs that have been there, even in Wisconsin. You know, they got Hap coming back. They got a lot of other question marks, but they have Hap. You can say, hey, we've seen them do this before, Mm -hmm. lose a bunch and still be good. You haven't seen Iowa compete at that highest level. You've seen them be able to hang around the middle of the pack, but not at that upper echelon, top two, three. And maybe that's why it's also kind of out of sight, out of mind. And they haven't won a regular season crown since 1979.
1: There you go. And, look, we, we think Minnesota's going to be in that mix as well. Yeah. Nobody talks about them either. They do. I mean, they're preseason top 25 Have basically everywhere. Well, but Seth didn't reference is whats is what I'm getting Seth to. Seth didn't, but I mean. Yeah. I, I understand where you're yeah. going there. But it's not like they roll off the tip of the tongue right sure. away.
3: Same thing with Northwest.
1: Yeah. 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 But Michigan State. Yes. They deserve benefit. You got it. And, yeah. boy, they're going to be good. They're going to be terrific. Uh Jimmy B and TC we roll till three o'clock everybody. it's the big talker 1700.
0: The big games play here Westwood One sports on Des Moines station for news talk sports 1700
3: kBGG.
4: Wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee. And here's their best offer ever. For a limited time, go to mypillow.com or call 800 951 4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow Premium Pillows and two Go Anywhere pillows and free shipping.
5: Looking for more energy efficiency at home? The Home Depot's lighting the way. With aisles of next-generation LED bulbs, lights, fixtures, and ceiling fans. Take the new Holly Spring ceiling fan with three LED bulbs that can last for more than 10 years. It's only $79.97. See? You're already saving. Switch to more energy-efficient LED lighting, fixtures, and ceiling fans only at The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. 1700 KBGG wants to bring a prime Father's Day to your top pop with a top pop basement, backyard, or barbecue upgrade giveaway presented by GL Clothing. That's amazing. Go to 1700 kbggcom and enter to win a $4,000 upgrade. Whoa. Would your dad pick a man cave makeover? A brand new spanking grill area? New lawn care equipment? It could be his pick with a top pop basement, backyard, or barbecue upgrade. Sponsored by G&L Clothing at 1700 KBGG.
6: Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale we're on the corner of 70th and douglas in urbandale or we can be reached at 515-331-1577 we're jlm shooter supply see you soon
0: Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121-17. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
3: So uh, we're back here, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Jim, uh, mm-hmm. you're a track fan. Yeah. We, we were talking about the Olympics
1: uh, to kick off the show. I even watched some of the uh, track and field from Eugene, Oregon the other night.
3: Well, that's what I was going to tell you coming up. Uh, there's uh, pretty cool things going on in the NCAA, and I want to see when this exactly was from. Because it might have been last night. Okay, no, no tonight. It is, is tonight. It is tonight. There is going to be a University of Iowa hurdler running. Okay. Aaron Mallett. And uh, a chance to win. Iowa's first individual gold in an NCAA event in 60 years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So he's in
1: the finals.
3: He's in the finals. Uh, so he will be running the 110 hurdles. Right, 110,
1: okay, that's the sprint hurdles. Yep. Okay.
3: That's, that's an event that I, I can enjoy. Yeah. I like that one. You like that one? Okay. Yep. So uh, it will be live tonight. ESPN will have it at 8.12 our time.
1: 8.12 on ESPN. So uh, if you're looking for
3: just a little something something tonight, and uh, well, the NBA game will tip off
1: at probably eight fifteen-ish. So it'll be perfect, yes, right? Watch yeah. that. Watch right the on race. over. Then go to the game. Go right over to the race. There. See, you go. I, I tuned in on some of that stuff last night. I saw. You... An, I saw an Iowa guy in one of the prelims. It okay. was a distance race, mm-hmm. and he finished third, so he qualified for the final. But I can't remember who it was because gotcha. I, I got there just as the race was ending. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I did see that, and. Look, Eugene, Oregon, where they do this, it's uh, a historic stadium named after Bill Bowerman, uh, who invented Nike along with Knight. Those two guys. Bowerman was the legendary track coach for the University of Oregon who coached Steve Prefontaine. Okay. Okay. And then they came up with a shoe, which Prefontaine wore, and that's how Nike began. So I'm watching it, and of course... It still has the old rustic charm, but they've done so many things to improve it. Mm-hmm. But if you ever watch Animal House, yes. and where he strikes the guy who's riding the horse, and he strikes him with the golf ball on the horse's backside, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right there. That is Bowerman Field. That's it. <laughs> that's it right there. And it looks so different. And Animal House was on, on one of the cable channels. And so I'm looking at that. I went over to Animal House, but they were past that scene. So I didn't get a chance to compare it. Yeah. And uh, there's another scene, because Animal House was filmed in and around Eugene. Yes, I, I did know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Where he's having fun in Autzen Stadium. Mm-hmm. And you look at Autzen Stadium, when they're when they're doing it at midfield, <laughs> then... And now it doesn't even resemble the same stadium for football. It's also when he finds out that she's 14. That's correct, yeah. (laughs) Whoops! Whoops! Hello!
3: Ooh, a different age yeah. in the animal house days. <laughs> we'll take a break, come back, and uh, we transition over to John Bonacamp. I don't know where to go there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll go back to the track. More Hawkeye talk. Okay. Coming up with John Bonacamp. He'll join us on the other side here. It's Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG.
3: Trust. Quality
1: I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
7: Summer isn't fun when you're hungry.
1: If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework.
7: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer.
4: I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk real clean.
7: So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun.
4: I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess.
7: School might end, but free lunches don't have to. I wish
4: I was in school. I wish I was in school.
7: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals to find your local food bank for help. Once again, that's feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
4: As a 300-foot-tall dino monster, people think all I'm good at is rampaging. But there's more to me than that, just like Geico. Yeah, they could save you money, but they also have over 75 years of savings and service. So Geico is super good at insurance. And yeah, I like rampaging. But I'm also a huge fan of all...
0: Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. Which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. With its powerful technology, ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack.
3: Used by businesses of all
1: sizes. ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to
3: ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build for your free trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash build.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is the message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. 3, 2, 1.
4: We're We're
1: Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at ten a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific
3: Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Jim
0: Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on seventeen hundred K B G G. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
3: Welcome back once again to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Trent Kind and Jim Brinson with you as we're here until 3 o'clock on a Friday. Right now, time to go back out to the Draft House 50 hotline. Our man, John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye. He is there, the sports editor. A big baseball fan as well, though it's the Dodgers. First of all, John, How in God's name, uh, a guy from southern Iowa, how do you become a Dodgers fan?
8: You know, when you're a kid, you know, you always, you know, you gravitate towards the team. And my whole family was Cub fans, and I wanted something different. Ah. We went up to Wrigley Field. We saw the Dodgers play. I was probably maybe seven, eight years old. I'm like, that's my team. Yeah. So kind of latched on to them, and that's the way it's been.
3: Oh, not too bad. It's yeah, not one of those stories. Story. Yeah, it's better than, yeah. oh, they were really good, <laughs> and then I was a fan. I mean, we, we, we see a lot of those things, too. But Devin- no,
8: I've been through them. I've been with them through some, you know, there were some bad years. Oh, there, yeah. Late 90s, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, so so I've been through them. I, you know, I've stayed with them during that whole time. So.
3: Oh, that's always good to see. Well, in your neck of the woods, you know, here mm-hmm. we could kind of get away with talking a lot of different things. The Cubs are still the number one team in this market far and away, right. then you have probably the Cardinals, too, Royals, Twins in that 3-4 spot, and then it kind of dissipates from there, at least on a local level. How about for you down in that area? St. Louis close, Chicago decently close. What's the breakdown down there in Burlington?
8: I think it's it's split down the middle, really. Cubs, Cardinals, you know, you got a few Twins fans here and there. I mean, the Royals were kind of big, especially – you know, during those two World Series years because a lot of those guys played here in Berlin.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah. And people
8: associated with them, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakas, you know, those kind of guys, So, and Salvador Perez, players like that. So people kind of, oh, okay, well, you know, kind of kind of gravitated towards them when, when they had those two years in the series. But it's mostly Cubs and Cardinals with a little bit of Royals, a little bit of White Sox, a uh, little bit of Twins. You know, it just kind of depends.
3: Interesting. yeah, Interesting stuff. Well, from that baseball to some Hawkeye baseball. Fun run out of Iowa. <laughs> uh, it ends last weekend, though, down at the regionals in Houston. Texas A&M and uh, Davidson getting ready to start. John, what would have happened if Iowa would have found a way to get that thing done? Davidson would have been coming to Iowa City for the Super Regional. We've seen them bring in stands before a couple years ago when they're off to that great start in year number two of Heller. How many people do you think they would have had show up if they were hosting a super regional this weekend?
8: No, I think it would i think it would have packed the place i mean you know and and i and and it can't handle that you know i mean if there's one thing that the University of Iowa really needs to do, and you know again, you gotta capitalize on the momentum you've got right now, but they have to do a lot of improvements to that stadium now fan wise you you have a you have a great playing surface. Um, you know, I know they're you know they're they're trying to get you know some sort of clubhouse for the for the team, you know. But you really do need to make that a, a better fan experience, and and to be re- and from my perspective, it needs to be a better media experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was up there. I was up there when they played Western Illinois. You know, you're talking maybe me and one or two other guys covering the game. There was no room in the press box. Wow! All the other things they have, and it's like, and that's just for, that's for a weekend. Yeah, that's for a weekday game you know, against non-conference opponents. So, you know, if this program continues the way it is and it is getting a lot of interest because of the way they've played the last couple of years, um, I think you have to, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you have to do there. And I think you've got to put a lot of money into this program in terms of, you know, redoing Dwayne Banks field. You know, you got to give them their, you know, the locker room facilities they need. You need to have media seating. You need to have, you know, maybe suites. you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to go that far. Um, there's a lot of things you can do, and, you know, like I said, you, you've already done, you know, the, the player development part, as I like to say, but you've already done that with the field and, you know, and some of the things around there. Now it's time to do some other things to make it a place where people want to go watch games.
1: John Bonencamp is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. John, let me follow up then with that. They just got strapped for a $7 million <laughs> hit that came out of the athletic budget for bumbling and stumbling, right. would that be an impact immediately, or do you believe there's still plenty of money in the coffers that they would still continue on to look at doing some of those things that you just oh, talked think, about?
8: Yeah, I think there's a lot of money in the coffers. And at the same time, you can now, especially with, with now you've had a little bit of extended success, you can go to the money people, the boosters, and say, hey, look, this program's on the right track, now we need your help. And like I said, it got a lot of attention, what they did last week. Um, it got a lot of attention, their Big Ten tournament run this year and last year, and it got a lot of attention when they went to the NCAA tournament. And so you know, there's a lot of things there that you can build on, that you can go to people with money and say, hey, can you help us out? And there's also, you know, again, there's more TV revenue coming in, and, and with this next deal now, you know, down the road, who knows. But then that's why I think now you have to kind of strike when the iron's hot. You've got to get them, you've got to get them the resources they need to make that a great place to watch a baseball game. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll give you an example, and I notice this, you know, when I go up there once or twice a year, just those stairs walking up to the press box, you're, you know, are very difficult to climb. That's not good for fans, right. you know. Yeah. And so, so I mean, there's a lot of things there that they can do to make that a better experience. It's a great ballpark. It's in a great location, um, but it needs a lot of work and it needs a lot of money invested, and I think that's the next thing they have to do for this program to make it a great place to watch a game. More fans you get, better atmosphere, players like that, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of things there that I think they need to do, and I think they can get the money to do it.
3: I've seen some renderings of what everything kind of they want to do for the stadium about 17 million dollars is the price tag and we'll see uh, if they can continue on uh, another part Powerball of that
8: 400 million this week so you know. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: John Bonacamp <laughs> stadium. Sorry stadium. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, sorry want. Dwayne Banks. Uh, it'll be no <laughs> more it'll be John Bonacamp <laughs> stadium. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> you, <Hey>, Dwayne. <Anyway. laughs> John uh, one part of that that Jim was mentioning the 7 million dollars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Gary Barta, and maybe we should have read more into when that initial statement came out, and he had a quote inside of it after uh, they agreed to the settlement, but I was of the opinion that he was dead man walking. Boy, I, I was dead wrong on that one. Still a chance that uh, th- something could happen throughout this summer, or is Gary Barta, in your mind, locked, ready to go for 2017-2018 as the AD?
8: You know, I, I think that if some—I mean, I, I think it's just kind of gone away at this point. And I, I think he should go thank the baseball program for that because every—you know—everybody's attention got turned to that. If you're an Iowa fan, you're right. But you know, I mean, I do think there's there there are some things there that there are. This was a major setback for him, and it has only given you know more fuel to his critics. And he has those; there's I mean, plenty of them. And so, um, you know, like I said, I think I'll be curious to see where this goes here in the next month, month and a half, because we'll get to see him at at Big Ten Football Media Days at the end of July. You know, he's going to face some hard questions there. And so I I think that's when you're going to kind of see where he's at, where, you know, where the program's at when he meets with us, because there are going to be some difficult questions for him that he is going to have to answer. Um, you know, do I see anything happening here in the next month? I I don't see, you know, there isn't any sort of smoke there now, mm-hmm. you know, to think something could happen, but, but you know, you never know. But at the same time, like I said, when we get to Chicago, he always meets with the media. It'll be curious to see how he answers. Everything.
1: You know, um, I'm sure he'll be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was pretty obvious that they weren't going to do anything to Barta since he was the guy who had his name on that release. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, think sure. I think that was the first sign right there that okay, all right, we just sh- I I know my boss. If I would have cost the company seven mil, I wouldn't be here.
8: Yeah, well, sure, and I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I mean, there's there's and, and the one thing that I have found interesting is that you really haven't heard much saber rattling from the regions, which I, I I'm sure would 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 you know if somebody there was really unhappy with him, that could kind of start you down that road to. You know, something happening. You haven't really heard much from within the Iowa administration, you know, where they're not. So, you know, it's like right now, if there's anything going on, it's pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if there, but like I said, you know, when we get to the end of July and when we meet with him, he's going to have to answer some questions and it'll be curious to see how he answers them and then where it goes from there.
3: Talking with John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye, talking Hawkeyes with him on the Draft House Fifty Hotline uh, earlier this week. John, an opportunity to hear from Matt Vandenberg. Uh, we get a little bit more, I guess, uh, closure on that second injury. It did happen in the same spot. Sounds like a Liz Frank injury, and with it, the concerns that I know uh, a few of us started to talk about back when it happened the second time. Maybe relieved for a moment. Is this something though that? might always be in the back of everybody's mind with, with Vandenberg, the importance of him in that wide receiver group and knowing that uh, two breaks in the same area, that's not a good thing for a guy that's going to be making a whole lot of cuts.
8: Well, and I mean, you know, he said, you know, okay, I, I'm trying to do things differently with my footwork, et cetera, et cetera, which is fine, but a lot of times, you know, once you're in the habit, the, the habit of doing physical things in your job, whether it's your golf swing, whether you're, you know it's your batting swing or whatever, And, you know, even if you make changes, sometimes you go back to that. And if he goes back to it at the wrong time, this happens again. So I do think, in a lot of ways, it is a concern. I mean, like you said, it it hasn't just happened once. It's happened twice. It's happened the same way twice. So it's very conceivable that, yes, it could happen again. So, you know, from what I took away the other day, he's healthy. He's wanting to make changes. He's, He's going to play the way he's going to play. But that still doesn't, you know, keep the fact that this could happen again.
1: Who else is going to catch a football that's thrown to them? <laughs> Come on, John, give, I, me, give me
8: a clue. I think anybody on that roster where it says WR right now has a chance. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I just don't see them. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I just don't see them right now. With 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 that, you know, that's what this summer is going to be about. Somebody else is going to step up this summer. You know, one or two, and really, honestly, it's got to be one or two other guys. It just can't be one. It's got to be, you know, a lot of those guys. It, there's an opportunity, like I said, for everybody on that roster, the receiver, to become a major part of this passing attack, and so that's why I think the next, especially now when the, the incoming freshmen get on campus here this week, everybody's going to have a chance to kind of step forward and and stake a claim in this in this battle because. They are going to have to find other people. You just can't rely on one guy. So everybody's got an opportunity at this point.
3: Tied up 2 2, uh two run homer from Hannigan of the Rockies. John Bonicamp, uh one. chasing those Colorado <laughs> Rockies. They won't stop hitting, and uh, boy.
8: They got... will at some point. I'm saying by July, they'll be a second.
3: Oh, that's a bob. July. That is the call <laughs> from Mr. Dodger. The wise owl John The wise Holt.
8: owl's never wrong I tell
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll let you go with this uh just about a minute left. Uh just to your reaction sad model let go at Ohio State and the new hire and Chris Holtman of Butler. Yeah.
8: Really good choice. I mean, I, I think that that you know, he he's a pretty sharp coach and and I and I think that that they were going to be looking for somebody like that. I think it was, it was a great choice for them. Um, you know, it's it's to get somebody like that this time of year, because a lot of coaches are kind of settled in at that point, that means he wants to be there. That means he wants to do a good job. So I think it was a good choice for them. I, I, there were some other names out there, but but I think maybe this this one is is, is a really good pick for them.
1: Thank you, John. It's always good, pal, when we catch up with you. Uh, have a great weekend, man. I will do. Have have a,
8: have a good one. Okay, thank you,
1: John Bowenkamp right here, Draft House Fifty Hotline Mill Civic Parkway West Des Moines. That was a shot. <laughs> Uh, in the deep into the left field stands. Ryan
3: Hannigan, absolutely <laughs> nuts there. Montgomery's getting the start today with Hendricks on the DL. They uh, brought up a guy from Iowa that they expect to come in whenever they need to for Montgomery. Yeah. They hope they can get four, five, Fourth six innings, out uh, yeah. of Montgomery. Yeah, we'll Not see. if he's giving up bombs like that, if that continues. But 2-2 as they play in the second. We'll keep you up to date on that. Coming up on the other side, some Friday fun. I got some numbers that I'm going to throw at Jimmy B. I'm ready. Over-unders. We're going to do that next, including one, what you were just talking about with John. Wide receivers. Ah. Put on your thinking cap. Get ready to go, Brinson. Can you do that? I have a dunce hat. Well, we know that. Okay. We'll see if your thinking cap is on. Over-unders. Friday fun. It's next here. Jimmy B. and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700
6: KBGG. See you soon.
5: More sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on Direct TV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515-262 Star. Call today for next day installation. 515-262 Star.
4: Now at the Home Depot, save 20% with bulk pricing on GAF high definition shingles and 30% with bulk pricing on insulation. That'll bring that roofing project down within reach. And that insulation project? you'll be covered. If you're ready to start, now you know where. Get bulk pricing on shingles and insulation only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details and minimum purchase quantities. Selection varies by store. Hey,
5: Sue, check out these sandals. I don't wear sandals. They're so cute. Um, you know, I-
4: Dry cracked feet? Carousel intensive foot repair doesn't just cover. Carousel removes hard, dry skin, then deeply moisturizes and actually repairs. Feet look good so fast you see a visible difference in just one day.
3: Sue, you look great in these sandals. Get them. Yeah.
4: Carousel Intensive Foot Repair. In the foot care aisle. See the one day difference. Afternoons, we talk
0: sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines'
1: savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good.
3: I've seen you golf. A trick shot for you is hitting the green regularly. regulation. There
0: you go. Then join former Pro Bowl running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show and head into the evening with former Register sports writer...